everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So this is episode 143. And we're talking about the um, hello Aquarius season. I know I'm a few days late. Oh, that Mercury retrograde. It's like walking through molasses trying to get, you know, and you try to start doing something like 87 times, right? It's like just crazy. But anyway, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the, the archetypes, even though we're a few days in, it's, a, you know, it's 28 days of the sun spins in, in the sign of Aquarius and all the zodiac signs. So we want to just talk about the archetypes and the kinds of the energies of and the archetypes of consciousness that we are dealing with when the sun goes into Aquarius. And uh, we'll also more specifically, uh, early tomorrow morning, uh, Eastern Standard Time, we have a Mercury Cassini. So the Mercury, you know, when a planet goes retrograde, it always meets up with the sun and it, it changes sides. So it, it goes in front of the sun and Mercury will go from evening star to uh, morning star. So yay, so I'll explain you know, what that is, why that's important and what kind of um, you know, qualities that, that we can associate with this that will, will help us. Okay, so Aquarius, the age of Aquarius, it is so cliched. No, actually, um, should I say that I remember when that song came out? <laughs> that's how old I am, oh my God. Yes, there were pay, pay phones and it was 10 cents to make a call. So if anyone was born like after, I don't know, 1980 or something, 1990, you know, I don't know if you remember coin phones, but I remember that and I remember the age of Aquarius. Um, <laughs> so what is that Aquarius then? That's the rebel archetype, the genius, the innovator, the systems buster. You think of the musical hair, you know, couldn't be more um, Aquarius than that. The polar opposite of Aquarius is Leo. So no one, and Leo rules the hair. So no wonder the whole musical was called hair, right? <laughs> and that, that rebellious, amazing uh, musical that also became a movie. So if you get a chance, if you ever want to know what the 60s looked like, you, you get a sense of it there, you know, <laughs> watching these things. But is definitely, we're, we're here talking about freedom, independence, uh, self-realization, the desire for freedom, the desire to be free from the past. It's the sign of the genius, the innovator, the inventiveness, uh, the truth-sayer, the outsider, um, the uh, scientist, you know, the, the brilliant scientific mind, the humanitarian that does things for the greater collective, um, it, associated with progress, with the future. Also with abrupt change, you know, just don't see something coming, jijing in modern astrology, astro um, Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius and in traditional astrology, it's Saturn. So you can see the, the energies of both. Now, Saturn also rules Capricorn, but there's this difference. Capricorn is an earth sign, it's cardinal earth, and Aquarius is fixed to air. So the Saturn shows up differently. It, so instead of the, um, there's not a ghost there, that is a cat. I don't own this house. You know who owns this house. Yes, it's not a ghost. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Okay, so the um, the whole idea about, oh gosh, you know, innovation, 
I'm going back to that, um, the ability to um, just see things differently, um, to find unity in diversity, that is certainly an Aquarian concept. So these are themes that, that come up when the sun is in Aquarius. And, the, and we're going to be making some uh, interesting, you know, it's on a journey right now because Mercury went retrograde at 10 degrees of Aquarius conjunct uh, Saturn. So we have a lot of very heavy duty Saturn energy, owning up, taking responsibility, getting a clear reality check um, around our beliefs, our attitudes, our connections with others, uh, agreements, you know, agreements we make, contracts and such, <clears throat> all mercurial things right now. So that we are going through an in interesting uh, next few days. But tonight, uh, well, actually, technically tomorrow, early tomorrow morning, Eastern Standard Time, there's this moment that's called Kazemi. And you've heard me talk about this before, if you've been listening to the podcast. It, it, it's a point in um, where there's this magical understanding that is available. It's a kind of a, a, like a divine download that comes to us. Anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but just to say, um, oh, with Saturn and Capricorn, I was saying Saturn, you know, in Capricorn is materialistic and, uh, you know, Earth, it's an Earth sign, so it's it's feminine Earth, so it's all about, you know, the, the density of the Earth and ownership and, and uh, you know, the collective about government and society and the structure of society and, and in a gross material form, materialism and such colonialism would be a shadow, you know, expression of that. Um, and then in the sign of Aquarius, it's, it's like, um, it's, it's the future. It's, it's an idea, it's an air, it's fixed air. So it's like settling into, you know, the intellect and the conceptual, conceptual uh, things, the concepts versus material things. So two different domains. So this sun in Aquarius is having us look at, um, you know, very simply, you know, how can we be free? How can we, um, you know, what will it take to be that genius person, the individuated self that we are, and have that contribute for the greater good of, of humanity? One of the things that came to me when I was thinking about today, today's episode was, when you think about in movies that are the, um, like the X-Men, for example, you know, these superhero movies, and you've got all these people, and they each have a superpower. And whether it's that or Star Trek, whatever, um, you know, these the space adventure kind of Aquarian, you know, themed movies, if you think about these characters are all very well defined. And so you be you is a real Aquarian concept. So the, like, for example, um, it, you know, in the X-Men, you've got each person, you know, with that finely developed um, image, you know, you see each character very strongly delineated and their power, and they're their own person, um, and they're unique. However, it's more than just being unique. Like if it was unique and in no community of people, we'd just be this individual rebel, right? But in a community, like being on board a spaceship, whether it's the Orville or Star Trek, or you know, if it's the X-Men, everybody works together, but it is demanded of them that they have their completely developed selves. So there are no clones. This is not a cult. There are no clones on a spaceship, unless they're the bad guys, right? There are those robotic types, right? So that's the shadow part is not being individuated. So the 
the, the true Aquarian, the high road of that would be you are you and you know who you are and, and you are giving that to the world and working together with others and that your diversity, oddly enough, right? The diversity is what <clears throat> unifies so there's unity and diversity. And this is very strong, obviously, with the history of the United States, you know, e pluribus unum, Latin for out of many, there is one, right? That's totally Aquarian. Well, guess what? In the USA chart, what do we have? The moon at 27 degrees of Aquarius, the moon in a, in a mundane astrology, the astrology of nations and governments, the moon rules the population of a country. Hence, what did we learn in grammar school? The melting pot. America was the melting pot. So yes, everyone, um, you know, from various uh, cultures, all becoming one. Okay. I would also like to say that there's another very strong indicator about Aquarian energy that is very much woven into our American government. And that is since I want to say the mid 1930s, I think it was an FDR, the inauguration date and times changed over the course of American history. And um, I believe it was in 1934 that they started having the USA inaugurations on January 20th at 12 noon. So guess what? Zero Aquarius. And if you remember us talking about the zero degrees is a critical degree in astrology. So zero is um, that contains the complete potential of what's available of the, in this case, Aquarian archetype, right? A nation of geniuses, of individuated souls, very spiritual concept. Well, that is the pervading energy for every administration. So whether you're Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. Every inauguration takes place, zero Aquarius. Taurus on the, on the rising sign, give them bling, right? <laughs> and they must be glamorous. Um, so <laughs> beauty, um, but anyway, um, yeah. So that unity and diversity, it, it's what drives every administration. And it is certainly the Aquarian archetype with the population of the US. So um, just wanted to share that very, and, and it, it's a nation, you know, we're very intellectual. We all have an opinion, right? We're very opinionated people. And uh, we, we, you know, we can get fixated and unfortunately we can get um, polarized in our, you know, as we have been seeing for the last several years in our culture with the, um, you know, politically and such along these uh, lines that have gotten so, so polarized. So that's the shadow part of Aquarius, right? Getting so fixated and stuck that it's, um, it's very alienating. Um, so um, this is, you know, it's a work for us to do is of course, to heal that shadow. Um, so how do you heal that shadow? You always look to the opposite sign, Leo, be warm-hearted, be generous, right? So these are some clues for us now in, in Aquarius season and any Aquarius season. It doesn't have to be just this year. This is, these are general concepts I'm talking about here. So to be warm-hearted and generous and creative and adventurous, you know, uh, venturing out brave and such are all these Leo qualities, friendly, generous, warm, right? Warm like the sun. So that would be the medicine for the shadow part of Aquarius. Um, another thing too, that we want to be careful of in Aquarius season is we get to look at, you know, unreliability, uh, being aloof, um, lack of intimacy, being selfish. Those are all very, you know, shadow Aquarian qualities. And so again, you know, the medicine being 
go to Leo and to balance that out. Um, the Aquarians are also rule breakers, you know, and I remember when I was in New York City years ago when I, um, I took acting classes for about a year and a half and they were absolutely fabulous. I learned so much about life through my amazing teachers. And um, I remember my, my teacher, Bruce Levy, um, he used to say, um, first learn what we talked about acting, but of course it was always about life too. First learn all the rules, then go and break them. And so I think, wow, that's so Capricorn into Aquarius, right? The rules, the status quo, right? First learn all the rules, Capricorn, then go and break them, Aquarius, right? <laughs> now that I know what's there, I'm going to change it and make it better. Uh, that's, by the way, another thing that we see in our American culture. Everything's new and improved, right? That's, that's Aquarian energy. Oh, I have to get the latest the latest iteration, the latest update, the latest download, the latest edition of something and or that, you know, you buy stain remover and it's new and improved, right? And it's exciting and you got to have it now. And, you know, it's like if you go to Europe, it's like, oh, it's the same stain remover that they've had for 25 years. You know, nobody changes. It's like, what? This is not new. You know, so it's so interesting how it's so wired into our culture. New and improved. But anyway, um, what I wanted to say was the, um, let's talk now about the Kazemi. So, um, oh, I, just one other thing. You're, I mentioned briefly about science. Science and engineering are very Aquarian. <coughs> Excuse me, technology. So technology is, a, if you are in IT or know anyone in IT, they clearly have a, a very strong Uranus Aquarian influence um, with being in that field. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, uh, the caveat for Aquarian season is, <coughs> excuse me, don't lose your soul to technology. Right? We have very, we have many films throughout the years that have showed us this, this horrors of technology run amok. Uh, certainly, I think of the 2001 Space Odyssey, we think of uh, even Wally, -E, the, um, the little the Disney animated film very much showing these, um, you know, the shadow side, the, the, up, the, the payoff, but also the cost of living in a, you know, a two tech heavy universe. Okay, so, um, you know, a little word for the wise, right? So probably we may want to take a technology break with Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, where it started out conjunct Saturn, it's like, okay, let's take a reality check here. And maybe we need to just get off social media for a while. And it's okay to walk in nature, you know? It's okay to find ourselves in that, away from the, the busy mind. Mercury in, in retrograde in any sign is always about pulling back from that, the busy buzzing mind that's always chattering away. It, it, there's no, there's no, um, no reason why, um, you know, we can't, I mean, this is where mother nature's, you know, the cycles of nature where we pull back and we don't, um, go in those directions. It's Mercury is now in moving in retrograde. It's a planet moves in direct motion. So it's moving with the sun. So it has a more divine aspect away from the dross of the material world. So that's a great time to lose yourself in nature and not on social media. Um, but anyway, this weekend, specifically tomorrow, early tomorrow morning, Eastern Standard Time, please adjust your calendars, uh, 2.30 in the morning till about 8.15, 8.16 a.m. Eastern time, 
um, Uranus, uh, sorry, um, <laughs> Mercury. Mercury and the sun will be in this magical Kazemi window. So Kazemi is an Arab term and it means in the heart of the sun. So as Mercury uh, literally, you know, retrograde means stepping backwards, the apparent backward motion, it lines up with the sun and it is being burned up as it gets close to the sun. But then there's this magic window where it's right in the heart. It's almost like being in the eye of the hurricane. It's like whew, everything, all the tumult and chaos is like, and there's this silence. And it's like, you get to speak to God, right? Coming in through loud and clear. And you are in that throne room. And it's like, what does the universe want to tell us? It's this very magical moment where we could get real clarity. So I would say with Mercury being retrograde in this Aquarius season, in the sign of Aquarius, this could be a solution to a problem that we've been trying to work out and get a resolution on. And this could be an opportunity, you know, certainly in prayer and intention, that something that we've been maybe befuddled by, or we, maybe we've walked back an agreement that we have, or a relationship that we have with someone and giving it space, giving it distance. And some, um, we look for and ask the universe for a solution. And that, that magical window of several, what, six hours? Um, little, almost six hours um, on Sunday morning, January 23rd, 2022, will be that magic window where we could get, um, we could use that, you know, magically to ask the universe for a resolution. Maybe it'll come in a dream. Maybe it'll come, you know, in, in whatever way. Mercury is the trickster, right? It's the, the, the trickster archetypes. You never know how he, that answer is going to show up. Probably have fun doing it. A little cosmic jokester, right? You always have to have one. <laughs> There's got to be one in the room. And so that would be a great time to uh, where we could program whatever we're maybe rummaging through our head about. Maybe there's a, a situation that just needs resolution, especially regarding relationships or um, how we, our beliefs, our networking, um, net, you know, Mercury rules electronic equipment. So if we're befuddled about what to do you know, with our electronic equipment, um, you know, we could get some downloads and some really cool insights. And and I would say too, it could be a breakthrough moment where there's a problem and a resolution that comes. Um, I will say though, that it's not just gonna begin and end in that little magical window. Although that is important, you have to remember Mercury is still gonna go backwards in Aquarius and three degrees, two, one, zero. And then next week it will be um, conjunct Pluto again. And then it'll turn around and it goes direct February 3rd and moves forward again and hits Pluto again. So there's that, there's still some deep excavating of, of maybe some, maybe there's hidden psychological patterns or subconscious behaviors or patterns of our mind and thinking that we're not aware of that Pluto is going to show us. It's, it's the uh, place where our blind spot gets revealed. So in that, in this process of, of the next week or so, you, you know, this is a, a place where we can get resolution, but we really do have to, sometimes it's about having a deep, powerful, but unpleasant uh, conversation with somebody that maybe we might be close with, uh, maybe a relative or um, a neighbor or you know, just somebody in our, in our network. And 
um, just to, it, it, it could be that there are painful conversations that need to be had, but ultimately um, they obviously with Pluto in the mix, it's about reprogramming ourselves. First, we confront that shadow, the part that we keep putting under the rug, but the con conjunction with Pluto is saying, look, you got to pick that rug up and look at that, what's underneath there. And once you do that, it really does free us and we are able to be reprogrammed and regenerated and redeemed um, and see things in a new way, um, having with um, relationships and solutions that are sustainable, that are not toxic, right? So, um, and that are really best for all, right? It's it's us being individuated, as we said earlier, but it's also when you think about Mercury coming back into Aquarius, as it will, um, you know, after it's retrograde, um, you know, now has had that, that conversation with the king whispering in its ear for that five hour period tomorrow morning, right? Whisper, whisper, get some downloads. And then with that information, we're more aligned and we, we see things differently, but it is a process. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any, anything until Mercury goes direct, not to, uh, you know, sign on the dotted line that, it, you know, it's still, the things are still being worked out, but we are going to get that magical assistance as, you know, the cosmos always gives us these Kazemi windows for these planned, you know, it's programmed that we have meetings with the king or the queen, um, with the cosmos. And so here's our chance with Mercury. Uh, let's see, Mars, um, by the way, will Monday morning, Mars is going to be uh, going into Capricorn and that'll be, that'll be nice. It'll pick up some dignity. It'll be an exaltation. It gets a lot of support in Capricorn. So there's more Saturn energy there. Uh, so this, this whole thing about responsibility and integrity and looking forward for the future, making agreements that are, you know, healthy and responsible and have healthy boundaries and integrity is certainly all in the mix at this time. Uh, the only, only other thing I wanted to say was, I love Osho, and he's so Aquarian. This is that book I was, I have uh, shown you um, before, uh, Love, Freedom, and Aloneness. And that's those, that's Aquarian, right? Love, Freedom, Aloneness, right? You can't get more Aquarian than that. I wonder when he wrote this book. Uh, the subtitle is called The Cone of Relationships. And so, let me see, you're going to flip, it's like tarot cards, all right, what I'm going to pull up here. Is, that, is there a term called bibliomancy? I don't know. Just popped into my head. <laughs> just where shall we pull? The, oh, okay. I pulled up words of wisdom. Okay. Here it is. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, love is a mystery. When it is there, everything looks heavenly. When it is gone, everything looks simply stale, meaningless. You could not have lived without this woman or man, and now you cannot live with this woman or man. And both are authentic states. <laughs> All right, so he talks about commitment and the meaning of commitment. My meaning of commitment and your meaning of commitment are different. Your meaning is legal, right? Oh, marriage license. My meaning is not legal. I am simply describing to you the quality of love. What happens when you are encompassed in it? The commitment happens. Commitment does not create love. Love creates it. Love is first. Commitment follows it. 
If one day love disappears, that commitment will also disappear. It was the shadow. Very nice. Anyway, so, um, yeah, and then about being alone. I mean, it's just all these, you know, there's this whole thing about being attached to nothing. Um, there's this line that I put a star around and I, I come back to this many times. When we talk about having, again, those difficult, deep, penetrating, soul-searching conversations that we, the universe will be asking us to have again as Mercury revisits its conjunction with Pluto in the next week, um, that it is, uh, again, you know, for the sake of healing. Um, you know, it's not about running from pain, which of course our untransformed society at large has is always wanting to take us away and escaping out of pain. Um, but this is uh, where the gold is, right? So let there, as he says here, page 37, um, let there be pain, let there be suffering, go through the dark night and you will reach a beautiful sunrise. It is only in the womb of the dark night that the sun evolves. It is only through the dark night that the morning comes. My whole approach is that of love. I teach love and only love and nothing else. You can forget about God. That is just an empty word. You can forget about prayers because they are only rituals imposed by others on you. Love is the natural prayer, not imposed by anybody. You are born with it. Love is the true God, not the God of theologians, but the God of Buddha, Jesus, Mohammed, the God of the Sufis. Love, this is where I underline the pencil, <laughs> this I underlined in pencil like this like, oh my god look at this love is a device a method to kill you as a separate individual and to help you become the infinite disappear as a dewdrop and become the ocean but you will have to pass through the door of love I just love that so much so there it is the Aquarian Leo <laughs> balancing stick right great things to perhaps carry with us, carry in our hearts, carry in our pockets during this Aquarius season. Um, anyway, that's all for today. I will be back. Uh, I am working. I'm putting my notes together for Pluto, the Pluto return. And that will be either the next one or the one after. And I have lots of other really cool things um, in the works. So keep on listening. Oh, maybe we can close today by <laughs> what would be a really cool song like our signal song for you, you know, and the sun and Aquarius. Well, hold on a second. I got it for you right here. Okay. Here we go. Uh, pause your card. Yeah, it's running. Okay, sorry. Ooh, okay, so here we go. Okay, it's called I Gotta Be Me. Isn't that the signal song? Of course it is. Aquarius. Sammy Davis Jr. I remember when the song came out again, right? No, actually, I remember when the song came out. Sammy, baby. I gotta be me. Sammy Davis Jr. He was the best one to sing it. I know there was that re-release in 2006. Forget it. Look, here it is. Sing along. Aquarius season. Whether I'm right 
or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong. How Aquarius is that? I gotta be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be but what I am? I want to live, not merely survive. And I won't give up this dream of life that keeps me alive. I gotta be me. I gotta be me. The dream that I see makes me what I am. That faraway prize, a world of success, is waiting for me if I heed the call. Screw that up. <laughs> I won't settle down, won't settle for less, as long as there's a chance that I can have it all. Violins. I'll go it alone. That's how it must be. Oh no, that's the shadow side, Sammy. I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. True. I've got to be free. I've got to be free. Daring to try to do it or die. I've got to be me. And it goes on again. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I was on music in my voice, but hey, you know, the weirdest. I was definitely the strange one growing up. I'm a very prominent Aquarius. I was the last one to be picked. I hated sports. I was the last one to be picked for kickball and softball. I couldn't hit the dang ball. Nobody wanted me on their team. So I'm very, uh, very uh, glued into the Aquarian archetype. And I had to learn to have fun with it. So anyway, speaking of fun, I hope you had fun today. <laughs> listening to my voice or putting it on silent it's okay with me i don't care it's all good so um until next time <laughs> this is Irliana samsara with star sound speaks starsoundastrology.com by the way call me oh my god 2022 reading if you haven't had your forecast ahead for the year oh i hear sirens see that's the cosmic highlighter pen yes um starsoundastrology.com book a session um we'll, we'll send you this get the skinny and how are you going to learn use this powerful window that's we're on the very heels of the most powerful window of the year how are you going to use it where are you going to use it i will help you walk through all that so anyway i love you all je t'aime and this is Irliana samsara star sound speaks starsoundastrology.com thank you all for listening bye for now